Today's episode is brought to you by the United States of America's judicial system, specifically the absolutely thrilling trial of United States versus Daniel Hernandez, aka Takashi69. <laughs> Mr. Hernandez has revealed so much pivotal information over the past few days, and we have the exclusive Sentune summary here. Now be warned, some of these some of these little things that he revealed may surprise you. Maybe a little intense, so for those who are not ready for some intensity, please skip. <clears throat> Takashi revealed that Antonio Brown sexually assaulted multiple women. He also revealed that multi-level marketing companies are total scams. He then, when asked about when asked about his his gang, he revealed that rapper Drake is hiding a son. Yeah. <sighs> and also, finally, he revealed to the entire world that Bruce Wayne is Batman. You're listening to Sentience. And... We are back once again. It's been a while, but in case in case you forgot, after our little hiatus of the both of us being on the same episode, he's Sagar J. Kamnani. I'm Andrew K. Park, and this is the Send Tunes podcast where we listen to it so you can enjoy it. Sagar, how are you doing today? I am present and I am great, and I I had fun talking about those classics, but I think it is a uh... It's time we do a we do an artist again. Yeah, it's it's been some time. It's been some time, and this one is a doozy. It was my turn to recommend after Sagar, if you guys remember, recommended Maxo Cream, twenty nine year old trap artist, last episode, and I'm just gonna get head right into it. So today's artist of the episode, our main recommendation is none other than. Garth. Not Garth Brooks, but just <laughs> Garth with a period at the end. Sagar got that messed up. He thought I was going to suggest Garth Brooks when I first brought this artist to his attention. But <laughs> Garth is an R&B slash soul artist hailing from the town of Laurel, Maryland. And not much is known about him, but it does say on his official website that he started his passion for music at the tender age of four. And throughout middle school and high school, Garth was in band and orchestra, and he played instruments ranging from the French horn to the trumpet and everything in between. He then went on to Wesleyan University, a small liberal arts school in the Connecticut suburbs, where he joined a band. And by the end of his undergraduate years, he moved to new york new york to work on his music career he released his debut ep entitled human nature in 2018 and has since released several singles but we'll be going over said ep in this episode soccer what'd you think of garth wow okay so garth with a dot not not garth brooks <laughs> who I, who i am told is super famous but i can't actually name a song of I don't. I, don't I got know. a fr- friend in low places. That's uh, the only one you need to know. All right, that works for me. Uh, anyway, he's a definitely 
an interesting artist that I definitely want to hear more of after going through his album, Human Nature. So for this one, I kind of just played the album and let it roll as it only sits at around 30 minutes of runtime. And I definitely feel like Garth was trying to take me somewhere emotionally rather than just telling me how he feels. So as an artist, I respect that. And I respect the fact that he wants to like almost get his audience involved a little bit, get the listeners involved. And we begin with Rosemary, which sounds like a song that like, if I were to throw a (laughs) dart blind at your music library, Andrew, I feel like it just land on something like this. Uh, the, The guitar is great falsetto vocals the the modest like little beat in the back to supplement the vibe just fundamental music good stuff and here i am at this point thinking that i'm gonna get something in the vein of like the old youtube stars from back in the day like aj Raphael or something (laughs) but i was very wrong because we get to the next track the relentlessly funky track called erica catches you as soon as it hits the chorus and it sinks in even crazier when you get to the lyrics and realize it's like about self-doubt in a relationship and honestly that kind of just makes it a little more raw for me because the groovy vibe comes off as somewhat escapist while the subject matter is a very real feeling and a very real conversation then we get to the title track human nature with its Absolutely luscious production. That ah, God, this bridge that Garth does here. They're like, Oof. it's all my. Oh God. Really good. Like <laughs> so good. Make no mistake. This dude was giving off heavy Usher vibes to me in this track. And I think that this is a song that, this is the song that I would show someone trying to get them into this artist. Seriously. Human Nature, the title track. Wow. Garth takes this momentum and carries out the rest of the album in this kind of vein or theme of picking a different vibe and adding his unique and crisp vocals to it. Somewhat like what a Bruno Mars would do. Um, it makes like a pretty all encompassing first album. And I am, I'm a fan the, you know, we get the, the near nineties style of R and B and can I follow you there? And we don't have any plans for now, there's no future. And then there's the use of a vibey track called past life to serve as somewhat of an interlude into love. Like, um, Actually, weirdly enough, this reminds me of like a Travis Scott-ism in the same way where he puts mm-hmm. a shorter song that does its own thing. To, it, they are separate songs, but one is shorter and I guess sets up the next one that has hit potential. And the first one's vibe or so. Uh, off Astro World, it would be like how Astro Thunder goes into Yosemite. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I felt when Garth did past life going into love. Like is the same feelings there. And then Garth closes it out with the mess. 
which is a more conceptual track kind of it it you know he talks about like what are we gonna do to clean up this mess and then actually there is like background sounds and everything to imply that there's a physical mess um kind of extending the metaphor a little bit so my only nitpicks here are regarding track placement the tracks themselves are phenomenal but i i did wonder how the album would have flowed if some of these more commanding songs were a little more spread out and could have been seen as more of like a treat as you kept going into the album um personally if it were me i would have put i don't know what love is second on the track list before erica moving erica down to three then followed by that i would put can i follow you there and then i'd supplement that with human nature and then the rest of it could go the way it does i think that's small changes super nitpicky but i genuinely think even something that small is something to consider for artists that are fairly unknown and other than that absolutely no complaints about garth i am genuinely pleased to hear such a satisfying musical presence in terms of the vocals and the fact that he makes me feel nostalgic but it's it's not it's not unearned it's he's doing his due diligence as an artist as well and seriously man that track human nature wow just wow so those are my thoughts awesome well i want to start off by saying i found out about garth Actually, like I did a lot. Um, Spotify Discover, the Discover Music section on Spotify, that is, I don't freaking know how they do it. And uh, I mean, Spotify is owned and operated by Facebook now. So uh, maybe I do know how they do it because uh, you just got to ask the good old Zuck himself. And Mm -hmm. he probably knows all the music that I listen to and figured out through his privacy endangering invasive invading <laughs> uh, algorithm knew that i love garth from the beginning and i mean in this case i'm not too mad because the first song i actually learned or heard of garth was um from can i follow you there and that was a song that i first heard and that song in particular i'm gonna hit that song first because that just you get hit over the head with these really intoxicating falsettos and a bunch of layered falsettos that he sings himself and harmonizes over himself. And that just got me going. And really, like Sager said, especially when you look at this album as a whole, this is my type of music bundled up into one artist. And I was looking for a new R&B artist to kind of make it out into the scene and make their face known in terms of being on Spotify. And what can I say? Garth is really it. I mean, uh, Rosemary is exactly what I want in a song when I <laughs> want that R&B simp vibe. Rosemary, baby, you got me going crazy. Watch the cracks in the side of this Where it's really just a a love song and there's just simple guitar a simple very very simple drum beat and it allows garth's really really incredible vocals to shine through and he has incredible vocal quality incredible range Um, all of his runs his trills are good and especially in a song like this where everything is stripped down what i want from an artist is to not overthink it 
don't give me those Mariah Carey-esque runs where it's just you're putting way too many bells and whistles on it. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear just the timbre and the vocal quality as a whole to hear you as a singer, not a musical artist per se, but a pure singer. And this is a great introduction. Rosemary, that is. It's a great, great introduction to the kind of skill that this individual has. And also want to go to Erica because I get really you know, summer dance hall vibes. The, the the baseline in this really keeps it pumping. And I think that the chorus, when that hits, it really gives you a little bit of a Bee Gees vibe kind of mixed in with Ghost Town DJs, mixed in with I don't know. I, I the baseline got me thinking a little bit of Daft Punk too. So there's a lot of different genres packaged into one song, but at the same time, it's showing off Garth's range in terms of what he can do because he hits you with a very rudimentary, simple, stripped-down ballad, acoustic ballad, and then he kind of goes the entirely different direction with Erica, where it's very electronically produced a little bit more of a modern technique to it, but and a completely different sound. But at the same time, it, it also brings you a complexity and a subtlety when it comes to the lyrical content, which is, again, hits all the right notes for me. And I'm actually going to disagree with Sagar here. I do think that having Rosemary and then Erica back-to-back in this album works because, just like I said, it... it shows off his range it shows off i'm not just mm-hmm. about yeah simpy ballads in fact i can hit you with this summer dance hall track with complex lyrics right after i do the simple love song so for me i'm okay with it especially because human nature the title track a lot of times the title track of an album is third and I, obviously it's not i can't pull up any stats but i feel like the third or the fourth track much like in a baseball lineup the best hitter of the lineup is third or fourth oh damn. wow okay and so gonna gonna hit you bring in a little baseball knowledge there Jesus. in this music podcast but anyways i'm totally okay with that as well and human nature like like soccer said you get usher vibes you get some john legend vibes as well think of any a-list r&b talent on the airwaves today and i'm sure garth pulls a lot of inspiration from those people so love 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 human nature just really powerful like kind of rock ish slash r&b ballad that he just belts it out belts out his voice in a really really strong forward way that blows you away and you didn't really hit up on this either, but Garth has a very interesting feature. The only feature on this 27-minute EP is uh, Watsky on I Don't Know What Love Is. Now, for those of you who don't remember Watsky, he kind of hit, he hit internet fame by appearing on a lot of different epic rap battles of history. No Back way. in the early 2010s, yeah, that he he played a lot of historical characters in the epic rap battles of history YouTube series that was super popular in the early 2010s. <laughs> what? Wait, yeah, who did he, he, who did he play? I I don't even know. He, he there's so many, but it's he kind up. of got his start at like a 
comedic rapper, not too dissimilar from Lil Dicky, maybe a little bit more PG. <laughs> uh, Definitely. But, but he makes an appearance here, and you gotta love this. That's what I call um, I'm gonna call the Carolina Panther strategy, where you subvert the <laughs> you subvert the 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 roles of instead of usually in a song with a a rap feature you have a white singer and and a black rapper but here it's completely switched and i just think that's like that's cool that it's 2019 and we have that kind of variety now but i just haven't heard from watsky literally since epic rap battles of history so when i saw that in the track listing i was really really keen on. oh my god it, but... wait this guy was actually really good like Exactly. He, he he was he played Shakespeare in the Shakespeare and Dr. Seuss one and like mm-hmm. the dude went off. I'm like okay, I know who this is now. Um yeah. This is crazy cuz he was like really good <laughs> actually. Exactly. And he kind of fell off. I mean, he's he's Watsky is released EPs here and there, singles here and there, but um it's really really cool to see that listing again. And he his verse is interesting where he kind of sings sing song raps in the beginning and then goes more into a, a more traditional rap verse feature but anyways way i think he makes a great book and garth book ends this album with the mess which is back to uh, a traditional r&b crooning song and i think really book ends this entire album quite nicely so overall garth i mean huge usher vibes and usher influences especially with human nature i think he really embodies some john legend in uh, in the first track of the album rosemary because of the john legend is really well known for the stripped down ballads that are really really simple in terms of lyrical lyrically simple in in a good way clean simple love song and that's John Legend's kind of niche of the R&B market, and he really does that. And I, and I think that the song that I would I would actually show people would be Erica because it's just so different in terms of an R from an R&B artist, but at the same time you can't stop listening to it. And I think that that kind of bass line in the background and the summer dance hall sound that you get from this r&b artist is so unusual but it works and that's what drew me in obviously not obviously but after the obvious rosemary song that is completely my flavor and my style of music that i prefer but that's what i'm uh i'm i would actually recommend for anyone listening to this but anyways that's garth check him out i think i saw on his website as well that october 18th he's going to be releasing or revealing his new project so i would be on the lookout for that i know both Sagar and i will be on the lookout for that and really really excited to see what he brings next just because of the pure talent he has in a vacuum is as good as we've ever seen on this podcast so really really excited and pumped for that but anyways it's been a while and because it's been a while we're gonna go back to yours and ours favorite segment of the show that is chill or no chill and since I picked the artist, Sagar gets chill. So, Sagar, what are you chill about this week? Okay. 
yeah, man, it's been it's been a fucking while. Um, sh- uh, shout out everyone who listened to the classics episodes I put out with um, the weekend's House of Balloons and Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon. Uh, shout out to Andrew for the idea for the classics because that was just a really good idea, and like obviously I hopped on it super quick because like it's great, um, and I love talking about those albums. That being said, I was wondering what to talk about with chill this week because it's been so long since we recorded that there's so much that happened post malone dropped an album and obviously you know i yes. stand that ozzy osbourne travis scott it's feature so freaking good that the- ozzy osbourne i'm gonna i'm gonna commandeer this like oh yeah go only ahead. freaking post malone <laughs> austin post only he would get something as nutty as an ozzy osbourne black sabbath type of feature and make it work i'm just it's, oh you know, my goodness you know, it's I, so good as much as i love ozzy's appearance as much as i love the guitar solo and as much as i definitely love the the vibey travis scott auto crooning i gotta say really listen to that song again and listen to when post does the chorus the same one that ozzy did post kills it like he's really grown mm-hmm. as an artist and Honestly, that's that's what I'm chill about. I'm really just chill this week about artistic growth. So glad you went into post because that actually transitioned really well. Um, Lana Del Rey with her new album Norman Fucking Rockwell. Um, oh my god, I Oof. am blown away. Um, even I'm I cannot believe this is happening, but even Taylor Swift after that god awful Redemption album came back with a return to form on lover and i really liked it and i really appreciated a lot of what she did on it um notable tracks for each of those albums on lana's i really liked um fuck it i love you (laughs) probably my favorite on the album on the taylor album um i have to look up the name again but it's the one with the dixie chicks feature which (laughs) another similar like crazy moment you know post getting sabbath and taylor getting the dixie chicks i i could dig that (laughs) but really oddly enough these guys were all in the spotlight they were all in the spotlight sway lee dropped two singles so far this year that like have came out around a similar time and i gotta say i think sway lee is is gonna make it like as a solo artist like wow like full on i think if ray shrummer isn't the thing anymore sway lee's gonna like be the guy because uh, yeah like obviously he was doing more features and stuff than slim jimmy but um it it was always like oh yeah it's cool to hear sway lee but it always still felt like the guy from brace rummer you know this time like mm-hmm. with sextasy and won't be late featuring drake i think sway has just grown so much as a vocalist as a performer as like a creator of a vibe and I just got to give him credit for that. Sexy is like this really like an R&B love jam with that like trap beats in the back. It's a very like trap solely vibe, like almost Bryson Tiller vibes I'm getting. Um, and Sway is so consistent vocally. Won't Be Late is like a little like a dance holly thing. I wish he brought in someone like a little more credible with dance hall than Drake. Because yeah, like Drake does it, but it's not like... 
genuine <laughs> like you know what i mean like a gold yeah. link feature or something would have been like fantastic but either way the drake thing works like you know controller was a hit and like what are some of the other stuff he did on more life like blem or whatever just you know drake can do it it's just like very obviously drake's dance hall not like dance hall dance hall so but it works and i think sway lee's chorus really kind of strings the song together and i i'm just impressed so shout out sway fucking lee he's come a long way yeah he has he's come a long way from uh the the the, the eternal h2o lean same thing <laughs> Oh my god, that first Ray Sherman mixtape still has some like fucking gems, man. <clears throat> like I it doesn't it doesn't mean I don't want Ray Sherman to be a thing anymore, but like I'm I'm just course. impressed with Sway Lee kind of taking command of his own personal brand like this. So that's that's my chill. What about you? How's a what do you know chill on? Well first, because it's been so long, I'm gonna have sneak in a little bit of a chill just because like I said, it's been so long. I do want to talk a little bit more about the new Post Malone album, just because in the Grammys a couple years ago, he performed Stay, his kind of acoustic-y song, and then he then transitioned to perform with Red Hot Chili Peppers, who he has been very vocal about being a huge influence on him. And man, I got to say, in in Hollywood, Hollywood's bleeding, he has a couple of really, really just straight up rock and roll songs. Other than, obviously, the Ozzy Osbourne track has that influence as well. But I think the song that I really like is Allergic because it, it's just that that chorus just has like the allergic and it's very, very, very rock, uh, rock focused. And I'm just again, I cannot say enough good things about how Post has Post he has grown as an artist and gone from you know and it's crazy because white iverson i heard that one i heard that randomly uh, as i was driving and that still slaps that's still such a good song but he's 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 transitioned from this half r&b trap crooner type of artist to someone who legitimately has rock and roll vibes and, and sounds in his songs so shout out to austin post man he's he's so good now for me, the no chill, and this is something that I've been kind of, kind of brewing on for a while, really marinating in this, and I, I've had enough. Spotify, what the heck? Your really? new UI system that you changed like three, four months ago, it sucks. I can't find any songs on this. It's so stupid. <laughs> the way they have everything set up is like, cause it's because my car has. I, I I have Apple CarPlay. Oh, I see. Oh, so is it on my car? But the thing is, well, well, that. But then the thing is, like the Apple CarPlay itself, the UI of it and how to navigate through Spotify via CarPlay has stayed the same. So I have to resort when I'm driving, and this is really dangerous. I have to resort if I want to find a specific song that I want to listen to. I have to freaking find it on apple carplay and it's like a small monitor that's touchscreen sometimes doesn't work all the time doesn't always register when i want to click something but it takes so long just to find something and sometimes i'm like you know what screw it i'm gonna before i drive i try to find it on my phone but then because now with music spotify has 
everything split up into three things. You have playlists, and you have artists, and then you have albums. Now, artists, you would think, would be artists of songs that you have, but for the reason, it's artists that you follow on Spotify. Not the songs, all the songs in your Spotify library sorted by artist. Do so you see how like that messes me yeah. up? Because every time I... I, I I'm, I always go to artists because I don't want to go through all my songs or I, I forget the, the title of an album or whatever. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know what? I really want to listen to a song by, shoot, I don't know. I, w- I really want to listen to a song by Earth, Wind & Fire because uh, we're recording on September 22nd. And I remembered last night, which was... The twenty first yes, night it of was. September. I got uh, I, I okay, raged yeah, yeah, yeah. so hard. And every <laughs> I actually did go out yeah, on the twenty first night. Every shot September. I took was like, <laughs> I'm doing this for Earth, Wind and Fire. <laughs> exactly. So but anyways, I try to look for a song by Earth, Wind and Fire. I go to artists, but I don't freaking follow Earth, Wind and Fire on Spotify. I just download their album or download their greatest hits or download specific songs like that I handpicked that are my favorites. And doesn't show up there and it's so freaking stupid and i don't understand why that before i was able to look through and sort by artist but now it's i have to either find it on a playlist or go to albums and the thing is the, the really stupid thing is that the, that the albums aren't even listed alphabetically by the name of the album they're listed alphabetically by the name of the artist so freaking pick one Spotify, pick one, either have the albums sorted. If you're going to have artists, have it sorted by artist in terms of the songs in your library sorted alphabetically by artist. And then when you say albums, like make it so that the albums are sorted alphabetically by the title. Because sometimes I'm looking for, let's say I'm looking for Ventura, right? So Ventura, I just start scrolling all the way down because I think V, but then because it's by Anderson Pack, Ventura's at the top. And I go looking around for Ventura for like two minutes, two, three minutes when I'm, I'm getting impaid. And this is a total millennial problem, first world problem, I get it. <laughs> taking oh, yeah, three no, minutes to look for a specific true. song. The, the commodity most important to our generation is convenience. That is very true. But I mean, it's it's just, and the thing is, the way that, and Facebook had this problem too in the past, and YouTube is. I still also don't use new Reddit. Big, like new Reddit still sucks. I still use old Reddit. Yeah, and new Reddit exactly, exactly. I have to type in old dot Reddit like all the time because the new UI sucks, and it's, I don't get it. What what it is with all these multimedia companies that feel the need to constantly update their user interface, but. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like I, I don't. It just, it just blows my mind because it's not like, what in the world made them think like, we have this amount of traffic. I know how we can fix traffic if we make our user interface way harder to navigate. That'll work. I mean, I get that I'm not a professional here, but I just got so. I'm the kind of person that I get so used. Once I get really used to something, I can do it in my sleep. I can drive to work in my, not in my sleep, but like I can drive to work without really thinking about anything and just going because I've done it so many times. It's ingrained and burned into my memory. And 
if something's the same for Spotify, it was the same for several years, the, the user interface, where they didn't change anything, I can navigate through it, and I could just do it boom, 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 easy. And then they changed it for whatever reason. It's not like there was a huge outcry of the previous setup before, but now, like, and that's why I pick Spotify over Apple Music, because I hate the Apple Music navigation. I can't find anything on there. But now, like, it's, I'm only using Spotify at this point because it's dirt cheap to me. Because I'm on Spotify family, which oh, everyone God, should be on, that. either Apple <clears throat> Music family or Spotify family. Yeah, so I pay three bucks a month for Spotify Premium, which is the best deal out there right now of all subscription services. But obviously, all my music is still on there. I just Spotify. I I just want an easy way to access my music without having to spend way more time to look for a specific song. And I, I don't have the time to also, when I'm driving, I don't want to type in the song while I'm driving because that's dangerous. And another PSA, I mean, maybe Takashi69 revealed this on in his court court hearing that being on the phone <laughs> is bad while you drive. And I don't know. Maybe he revealed that too. Oh, man. He's, <laughs> he's snitching on everything, But anyways. Y'all hear Chief, <laughs> Chief Keefe jaywalked one time? Quick... Oh, my God. Oh, another quick sidebar before we end. I just love oh, all the so memes good. that are coming from this. I think Snoop Dogg, I showed you this one. Snoop Dogg released, posted a meme on his official account where he's like, it's a picture of 6ix9ine and it's like the, the caption is saying, Snoop Dogg isn't a real dog. <laughs> I feel like this is great because, so it's it's a music thing. It's, it's about a rapper and you love, you, you love memes and I I love when chaos and drama is happening to bad people. <laughs> so between this it's like Dude, it's like the perfect it, it's the perfect mashup of everything we like slash hate. It we it's there's so much catharsis. And also shout out to the Twitter Inner City Press. He's the guy who's been tweeting out literally every single thing that uh, Daniel Hernandez, aka Takashi Six Nine, has said in court, and it's been a wild ride. And I'm, we're here for it. Every, every single thing he utters, every nonsensical thing he says, and or confesses and admits. And I, I don't know, man. Maybe he'll point out Bigfoot to us next time. Uh, <laughs> maybe he'll say, like, yeah, dude, the seven foot ba- bailiff is actually Bigfoot. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, anyways, that wraps it up for this week's episode of Send Tunes. Another shout out, as always, to our boy Ure Meta. Check him out on uremeta.com. He's writing there regularly. He's really into the NFL, and we're into the thralls of the NFL season. My Broncos <laughs> suck. Life sucks. So watch out for him writing about and all things politics, sports, all things pop of, culture, and Julian politics. Julian exactly, piece just went up, and the Andrew Yang piece is a personal favorite of mine. Oh, oh well, shout no. out to the Yang gang out there, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and and now of of course he has two podcasts, his own podcast entitled Coming Soon, as well as the Overrated podcast featuring. Ude Meta and your boy, none other than Sagar J. Kamnani himself. And also, big thanks to him for creating our great podcast graphic. It's awesome. We always get compliments from all of our different friends who see it because of the cool little AirPod 
uh, graphic in there. So shout out to him. But an anyways, this has been a blast as always. He's Sagar Jacob Nani. I'm Andrew K. Park. And remember to always send tunes. <laughs>